Chapter 3 of Niels Klim's Journey Under the Ground. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Alan Winteroud. Chapter 3 Description of the Town Kiba. During the course of my education, my landlord frequently carried me about the town and pointed out the most remarkable things. Kiba is the town next in size and importance to the capital of the kingdom of Potu. The inhabitants are distinguished for their sedateness and moderation. Old age is more respected by them than by any other community. They are strangely addicted to the pitting of animals against each other, or, as they call it, play-fight. I wondered that so moral a people could enjoy these brutal sports. My landlord noticed my surprise, and said that, throughout the kingdom, it was the custom to vary their lives with a due mixture of earnest duties and amusing pleasures. Theatrical plays are very much in vogue with them. I was vexed, however, to hear that disputations are reckoned suitable for the stage, while with us they are confined to the universities. At certain times in the year, disputants are set against each other as we pit dogs and gamecocks. High bets are made in favor of one or the other, and a premium is given to the winner. Besides these disputants, who are called masbaki, or boxers, Various quadrupeds, wild as well as tame, are trained to fight as on our globe. In this town a gymnasium is established, in which the liberal arts are taught with much success. My landlord carried me, on a high festival day, to this academy. On this occasion a maidic, or teacher in philosophy, was elected. The candidate made a very prosy speech on some philosophical question, after which, without further ceremony, he was entered by the administrators on the list of the public teachers. On our way home from the academy we met a criminal, led by three watchmen. By sentence of the cocky he had been bled, and was now on his way to the city hospital. I inquired concerning his crime, and was answered that he had publicly lectured on the being and qualities of God, a subject entirely forbidden in this country. Disputants on these matters are regarded as insane, and are always sent to the madhouse, where they are doctored until they recover their sound reason. I exclaimed, Heaven and earth! How would such laws operate on our globe, where thousands of priests quarrel every day about the divine attributes, the nature of spirits, and other secrets of the same character? Truly here they would all be sent straightway to the madhouse. These, among many other singular customs, I observed during my college life. Finally the time came when, Furnished with appropriate testimonies from the teachers, I was ordered to court. Here is my certificate. How angry and confused was I when I read it. In accordance with your royal order, we hereby send the animal, which sometime since came down to us from the firmament, which animal calls itself man. We have, with sedulous care and patient industry, taught this singular creature in our school, and after a very severe examination, pronounce it to be very quick in its perceptions, and very docile in its manners. Nevertheless, from its obtuse and miserable judgment, which we believe arises from its too hasty inferences, its ridiculous skepticism on unquestionable points, and its no less ridiculous credulity on doubtful ones, we may scarcely number it among sensible beings. However, as it is far quicker on its legs than any of our race, we humbly suggest that it may be very well adapted for the situation of a running camp footman. Written at our seminary at Kiba by your highness's most humble servants, Nihek, 
Joktan, Rapasi, Kilak. I returned sorrowfully to my landlord, and begged of him with tears in my eyes to use his influence to alter the nature of my certificate from the Karate, and to show them my testimony from the Academy of Copenhagen, in which I was represented as a remarkable student. He replied to me that this diploma might be well enough in Copenhagen, where probably the shadow was regarded more than the substance, the bark more than the sap, but here, where the colonel was more important than aught else, it was of no use. He counseled me to bear my fate with patience, and assured me in the politest manner of his friendship. Having nothing more to say, I made ready without delay for the journey. There traveled in company with me several small trees, which had been educated with me in the seminary, and were now destined to the capital for preferment. Our leader was an old karate, who rode on an ox, because from his age he could not walk. Our progress was very slow, so that three days were occupied in our passage. We had a quick and comfortable jaunt, if I accept the meetings with some wild monkeys, that would spring towards me and pester me now and then. They evidently supposed me to be one of their race. I could not suppress my anger, however, when I observed that the trees seemed to perceive this mistake of the monkeys, which gave the saplings food for laughter at my expense. I must remark that I was carried to court in the same dress which I wore on my descent to the planet, with the boat-hook in my hand, and the rope dragging after me. This was by order of the king, who wished to see me in my own bark. End of chapter 3